Welcome to the Secure Dental Podcast. Through conversations with the brightest minds in the dental and business communities, we'll share practical tips you can use to scale your practice and create financial freedom for yourself and your family. My name is Dr. Noah Liu, CEO and dentist at Secure Dental, and also co-founder of Dentbio. I'm your host for the Secure Dental Podcast, and I'm so glad you're joining in. All right, guys, this is Dr. Noah Liu here with our Secure Dental Podcast. Now, today I'm doing something really different. I'm not in front of a screen. I'm here live here with Dr. Wag. And this gentleman has flew in from Utah for Dr. Shore here at Signature Art Smiles. So let's start. Tell me a little bit background about yourself. From Salt Lake. So we got my partner and I, Randy Roberts, got into implants long time ago. And we started kind of seeing our patient population change as far as whole mouth rehab goes. And I don't know if you've experienced How, how did you and Randy meet? His nephew worked for him and I knew his nephew. So I got out of dental oh, school. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And got con- in contact with them. And so they brought me on and, and credit to Randy. He let me do anything I wanted to do. We were doing some really inexpensive implants and we just got just a crazy amount of experience, tons of people. You gotta start in. somewhere, right? Yeah, you could start there. And uh, it was experience that kind of drove us through the fields, getting further and further into the full mouth rehab. So you know, that's a great story because when I started, I started doing implants for free. Did you? Yeah, yeah you just yeah, you I did it for start. free. And I was like, you know what? Let's just charge for the crowns. And we got tons and tons with those four. We, we, I think we hit four digit implant numbers in like, you know, matter of a couple of years or something. Oh, yeah. You're just pushing them out. If you, yeah. People flock to a lower cost implant and uh, you do what you can for as long as you need it. And right. you've got the experience where you're doing the best work. No, absolutely. There. Absolutely. You know, for, for me, my mentor told me that if you're going to place 500 implants, right, the next 500 would be the first 500. You'll fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that the same scenario oh, for yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. You make some mistakes. You learn yeah. and figure out what stuff works and what doesn't. And you take more CE and you start seeing what other guys are doing and incorporating that into your practice. And then you incorporate bone grafting and all this different stuff. You just add and add and add, nice, and add to nice. the point where you can you know, take on whatever you want. So when you got out of dental school, did you start implants right away? Or did you like yeah. go through the process of doing general dentistry? I started, I went to Creighton and... My school. Really good school. And they had a really good program for implants. So okay. by the time I had left, I had placed or participated in placing like 30 implants. In school? In school. Wow. Okay. I left. I had a really cool mentor from South Dakota, Dr. Lewison, and he let me do a ton. And I went up to his office frequently and we just kind of hung out with him. He just did a lot of implants in South Dakota. And so I got So is that where you got the passion? Yeah, it was just nice. I loved it when I was in school. And so afterwards, when uh, I actually got into a residency program that kind of okay. 100 implants or so in a year, which I thought was great. But then uh, did you get a place 100? You know, I ended up kind of bailing on that when I met Dr. Roberts. Randy. Oh, OK. And so I bailed on my residency because they kind of had a more promising experience. I ended up probably doing triple that. My first so your year. first year out of school, did you place any implants? Oh, my first year out of school, I probably placed 300. Wow. So 
It was a good choice. It was a hard choice to make in the moment to skip the residency program, but I, I got really good experience. Did you ever do any general dentistry? I do a lot. I still do. I enjoy okay. it. I okay. enjoy molar root canals. I enjoy Oh, you it. still do those? Oh, I still do it all. Yeah, I, I enjoy veneers. Oh, nice. So I'll, I'll still do. I like, and I think the aesthetic side of dentistry, doing a set of veneers can contribute to success in, in, in the in full arches. Three and six full arches. Right, right, right. Doing right. The same thing. Same thing with dentures. I tell everyone, you can do a really solid wax rim because mm -hmm. people don't do wax rims as much anymore. But learning how to do a wax rim, if you can get incisal positioning in your midline and, and lip posture, all that kind of stuff, that's what in the operating room. So it's kind of like learning how to do denture. If you can do a really good denture, you, you can, can do this you three on six. This. You can do the prosthetic side of this. Now you've got to, you've got to, that's the hard part with FP1 is you're incorporating the prosthetic side, the surgical side, the tissue you side. Them together. You've just got to merge it all. And perio. And yeah, yeah right? all, of all of it. Surgery. So no, that's great. So tell me something real quick here. When did you move to Utah? I grew up in Utah, so I've, I've been there. Oh, so you went to school. Okay, I understood. I went to school. I actually did my first year dental school with uh, the students at the University of Utah, the med students. Oh, wow. So I was wow. Uh, a program that doesn't exist anymore. So we did one year at the University of Utah, then three in Omaha. Creighton. Oh, that's great. That's great. So today, what's going on in your life? Like, what are you kind of tied in? So Dr. Shore, he came to us for a training. And this was what, six. last year or this some, some earlier no, this, this year? this was a few months ago. A few months ago. Yeah, okay. We weren't that, that long ago. So Dr. Shore, he's passionate about this far stuff. As you know, he loves it. Right. He came to our training. We've been developing three on six for a long time. There's a couple things special i think about three on six one so what is, what is three on six so three on six is a classification of fp1 okay which is keeping your a similar tooth shape and size okay when you're doing full mouth rehab and the way we do it we break it into three bridges once the healing process is complete okay which is why the first number is three yeah three. Which is the okay three on, okay on six implants three bridges on six implants gotcha and uh so there's a couple of things that have really helped with three on six. The patient side, you're getting a lot of people and a lot of patients with the way the internet is and, and right. the way people do research now. Uh -huh. They're starting to realize that there's an option beyond FP3. Correct. Beyond all on X. Correct. And, and this is where I was kind of getting to at the beginning. Our patient base... Mm -hmm is getting younger and younger. Exactly. It's, I mean, you're seeing a lot of ex-addiction that's just annihilated the teeth, really broken down the dentition. And I'd had to do a young lady from Atlanta. She was 26 years old. Oh, wow. And that was, you know, so if you think about doing an FP3, sometimes that's the only option, right? And we're not playing the, the use of FP3. But in a 26-year-old that has good, relatively good tissue, relatively good health, sure. um, bone levels, they've just got broken down dentition. So what They're are they doing that amount of bone? Yeah. So what are they looking for typically? Like when they want to, let's say I want to extract. Otherwise, before FB1, what was the other option? Like a denture maybe, right? Yeah, yeah or, denture or they're going FP3 and they're and then just taking bone off. You know, and at a 26-year-old, yeah. that's tough because what if the implants fail? And then where, now you got no bone, right? Where are you leaving them, even if they have to go to a denture? See, that was my whole issue with FB3 is because they're treating it like one size fits all. Yeah, right? and that's... And cleaning up the arch and just placing four implants, yeah. six implants. And, and you're seeing these 
own trophies. You know, that was a big right. thing for a while. It's kind of slowed down a little bit, but we saw a lot of, and when I got out of school, we were seeing a lot of people posting own trophies where they were just even with the implants right well they were what they were doing you see the guys that would just soft they would leave the teeth in and they'd just take a 557 Ooh, and yeah yeah, flat yeah. Plane it, break that all off and then pick the root tips out which is a quick way to do it obviously but when you're removing that amount of bone on a healthy patient it just doesn't make any sense so the way I look at, at it this way, it's the FB1, it's, it's more like an option, like you have a separate option for younger patients with good yeah. alveolar ridge, right? Yeah. Good height. And why take it out when, yeah, it, when it, the patient it, has good bone? If you think about, and we do this frequently, if you're an mm -hmm. implant dentist, you've probably done an implant bridge seven to 10. Right. Someone that's lost those front four teeth, we do it all the time. We do a bridge seven to 10 and right. you're not hacking off a lot of bone. Right. And when we're doing that, it's the same thing. Same, same concept, concept, yeah. We're just extending that to the posterior as well. So any listeners like listening out there, right? They're not, they kind of need to understand it's like doing immediate implants. Yeah. Right. And then doing immediates with like a bridge. And immediate, and it, we're immediately loading the majority of the time. Right. Reason being, we're trying to develop pontic sites. We're trying to create tissue. You can mm -hmm. do that without immediately loading. It's just a lot harder. Uh, once the implants have integrated, tissues kind of healed into a flap, it becomes a lot more difficult. So gotcha. you can immediately load it and you have a good prosthetic design. It takes a good lab that knows how to do FM1. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and then it takes a good amount of training in order to figure out where you're positioning everything in order to create the tissue. And no, absolutely. I was here this morning and this patient you guys did a, did a case last night, yesterday, yeah. finished it up last night. Patient was walking out, looked amazing. He was happy. I mean, yeah, he was, that, he was excited. Turned yeah, out, he's excited. I mean, he wasn't great. even that older kind of a gentleman. And, yeah. and you yeah. guys really rocked it out. Alex did a, Dr. Shore did a great job. Yeah. Crushed it yesterday. Timing went really well. Patient woke up super smooth. And today he was ecstatic. Was so like, today you are, we are here in, in his office yeah. in Chicago. You guys flew out of Utah, right? So when we, after we do our training, uh -huh. this isn't, hard thing to do yeah and we we don't ever downplay that we actually when we bring people into our training we kind of make sure they're qualified for it at this point we used to take anyone on so based on that statement who is it for this is for who would be like an ideal student coming in into the course someone like dr shore that's done fp3 okay that has a an extended amount of implant experience sure knows how the bone graft that just needs a little bit more training and skill in order to, to do enter the, the arena of FP1. But if you haven't done a lot of implants, we need that experience beforehand. Got it. You're going to experience failures. Anyone that places implants is going to experience failures, and you have to know how you're going to deal with those. So, so in your definition of experience, what would it be for someone who has placed, let's say, you know, 1,500 implants? And yeah. if, is, is that, are they a Yeah, if you place five, 600 implants over okay. the course of a career, if you've, you know, you know how to do soccer preservation. Sure. I think ridge augmenting is a really good thing to know about. We try and avoid sinus work if sure. we can. Sure. So, but occasionally we've got to do some sinus lifting, that kind of thing. Okay. So if you have that good surgical background and if you've done FP3 and you've dealt with the complications. Right. Three, it's not much different going into FP1. Just tweaking it a little bit yeah, here and there, right? And we're figuring out how to be a little more conservative. And the tissue management, that's where... Tissue management. Tissue management becomes more complex. I'm really intrigued with FP1 and three on six is because there's not a lot of bone reduction. And I think that's huge. Yeah. You know, people need to understand that 
as providers, we need to give our patients options, right? And, that, and that's what it's about. It's about being able to, I think ethically, we have to present those options and say, Absolutely. even if you can't do FP1, the patient should know that that is an option out there. Correct, correct. And that they have good enough bone that they can keep it. It just needs to be done properly. So with that being said, do you still do FP3s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's the only thing you can do. Correct, and correct. If they're in a denture and they come in, they've lost a lot of alveolar ridge, sure, they've sure. lost height, you've got to build back up, then FP3 is the option. FP2, you know, you can do some longer longer teeth. You, so it's good to have all the... All the options all on the a table, options, right? Yeah. So uh, three on six, tell us a little bit about it. Who are the founders? What's going on? And what's the projection? And what's the future for a three on six? Yeah, so Smile Systems is the parent company. Smile um, Systems. That was started by my partner, Dr. Randy Roberts. Okay. I partnered in with him at our clinic in uh, in Taylorsville, Utah, and then in, in me and him, I was kind of at the beginning process when he started doing that. Oh wow! And we we were doing them with Sarek. We were doing them for ten thousand an arch. And so you guys just kind of like what were the warriors, right? Yeah, the trailblazers, just, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figuring out how to do it because we weren't keen on the idea of just chopping off a lot exactly. of these people. So we started off really humbly and designing things ourselves and it took forever and it was hard and we did start off with dentures and then we would we would load afterward wow and then we slowly we we started building our own lab that was able to handle these cases and we brought on more experienced people and and eventually we got to the point where well and then we were doing it cement retains which was okay on difficulties okay but it worked it worked and it worked well but the complications were harder to manage correct correct and then we we uh, we had a really good partner in uh, that helped us kind of move on to more screw retained, and that's kind of where we are right now. Is a screw retained fixed prosthetic uh-huh. immediately loaded? Uh, what did the whole process look like? Like how many years? Let's see. I think I did my first three on six that was designed by Sarek probably five or six years ago. Oh, wow. So it's been okay. Five or six years of development. Um, and just perfecting the system. Perfecting the system. Right. And, and Randy, he started off doing maybe one to two a year, and then it worked into, it started to get a little more popular. And then the name became well-known. We created the content, and we're starting to help patients be aware that there's another option. Another option, absolutely. They don't understand FP1, FP2, FP3. No, no. no they're not going to research FP1. So how did you guys come up with three on six, the name? I think it was probably a play on all on. Right, right, right. All on X. Uh-huh. And so it was, well, let's, how many implants do we need to get? look at the, a bridge seven to 10? Sure, we sure. We do that all the time. Or we do a bridge in the posterior if they've got bone. And we say, okay, well, how many do we need to get that in? We do three on six. We also hold it. That's a, that's a great name, by the way. Four on eight. So yeah. some people, if they have a little bit more bone in the posterior and they want to split at the midline, which is a little more aesthetic. Right. We can, because uh, right now our implant positioning basically goes three, six, seven, 10, 11, 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the, what we're training is a, a standard implant positioning. Correct. Correct. And then we deviate from that if we need to. So you um, could have eight implants. You could have six implants. We, yeah. Right? So four on eight, we'll do four bridges over eight implants. Sure. That creates a split right at the midline, which is awesome. an aesthetic option for some patients. Gets them a little bit more teeth in the posterior. So that's an option too. So what's the future? Future is patient awareness. We're we're growing. We've got YouTube channels. People are watching our videos. They're starting to learn. We've got a lot more out there on social media. That nice. Just once you get this just awareness, awareness yeah, right? Once right. patients understand that you're getting these these younger people and they're going in and they 
you don't, I don't know if you've had a console for an all on four, you generally don't tell them, well, I'm going to shave off 10 millimeters. And that does not go very well with somebody. Yeah, it's not going to go super well. So a lot of times they don't know. We had a video of a young lady that had it done on, uh, it was on a TikTok video. She right. had it done and she opened up her mouth and she was showing the camera the, the picture of the full FP3 on her lower. And it was a good looking FP3. I think it was done really well, but it was, it just you know, aesthetics. it's yeah. thick. It's thick. So she wasn't aware that that's what it was going to be. And right. so we had one of our uh, three on six coordinators made a video kind of explaining the difference with three on six, the size of the bridges being a lot more natural feeling. And uh, I think within two days that had 90,000 views or something like that. Wow. So you're starting to get patients aware of this being out there. But the other so trial is getting the providers that are able to do it. FP1's hard. It is. It is very, very technique sensitive, right? Yeah. You guys are making the patients aware, the community aware of it. What about the education portion? Like, are you guys like actually taking time to explain to patients and yeah. on your YouTube channel? Yeah, so on the channels, we're explaining what it is, why it's important to know about it, the how you can preserve bone. Very um, nice. And, and then, like I said, then it's, okay, we need a provider. And Dr. Shore, he's done. And Smile Systems is kind of designed to not only provide the training for it. Sure. We also help with the marketing. Um, we're creating the content. Exactly. And Dr. Shore being here in Chicago, he's just... Is he like a one-off for you guys? Uh, we have we have a lot of providers that are doing really well. This is probably, start. This is probably the first big market we've entered into, and we've got a few more got coming it. from bigger markets, San Diego, Austin, I think. So these bigger markets are starting to come. So the plan is to spread nationwide. Yeah, we've got right? once we can start doing once we have the providers available, then we'll okay, nationwide marketing in Utah at our office, we're getting that's basically Dr. Roberts, myself, and then we have Dr. Weisenberg. This is all we're doing now. Um, besides, I like to throw in some general general dentistry here and there. You know, it just keeps me. Focused. No, that's that's I love keeps it. I the love skills it. up. But we're we're doing over thirty arches a month of just wow three on six. Wow, and we have patients flying in from all over the country. Well, we ideally we want those patients to be able to get this procedure done close to them. Right, it's hard right. To do this out of state. Well, that's incredible. Yeah, so we want, and you know, a testament to our marketing. Dr. Shore has been just getting consult after consult. I think this is already, so we did three arches this weekend. I think he's already done four. Correct. Beyond this. Uh-huh. So in the first three months, and I think he's, he's killing it. He's got another four arches planned. Yeah. He's, uh, he's doing really well. He's ramping it up. And he's ramping up good. No, that's great. So for a provider, like who's looking into this course, how do they get a hold of the course coordinator or whoever is putting yeah, this so, together? What, uh, what, what is the info? On 3on6.com, there's information on 3on6.com. Yeah, okay. they, can, uh, they can also contact us My uh, on through Instagram. Uh, we have 3on6 What's on Instagram. Oh, okay, 3on6. Uh-huh. And we've got... So it's number three. Number three. On, on and number, number six. six. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any last words? No. No, we're excited to be here. Uh, Dr. Shores. I know. It. He's, uh, we love coming. It's been fun to come out here and see his progression already since his training. I mean, he called me up last night. He's like, hey, you know what? Locke's coming in and, you know, he's going to have a team, uh, you know, yeah. come out here and help him out. I was like, all right, cool. Called me in. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you should come over. And I'm I like, all right, cool, man. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been so exciting, like speaking with you and knowing like the kind of a little background yeah. about three on six and how you guys started. Yeah. 
So that was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Well, great. Hey, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So this is Dr. Noel Liu checking out. Make sure to like, subscribe, and we will be in touch. Checking out with Dr. Locke, and we're going to finish up the surgery with Dr. Alex Shore. Back in. Thanks for tuning into the Secure Dental Podcast. We hope you found today's podcast inspiring and useful to your practice and financial growth. For show notes, resources, and ways to stay engaged with us, visit us at noelliudds.com. That's N-O-E-L-L-I-U-D-D-S.com. Thank you.